July 6, 2020. It's a Watt for Pedro show. Thank you. 
Life for Pedro show. Happy Monday. Uh, <laughs> Brother Matt, we're still in quite quarantine almost. Brother Matt, at Love Grotto, about three miles south of here. But I am not man alone due to those uh, geniuses in Estonia with their Skype software. I got <laughs> Shannon and Peter from the Mendoza line aboard. Hi. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Hi, Mike. I'm glad to have you aboard. Uh, yeah, this... I should tell people what we heard of John Coltrane doing. This is when he was with uh, Nine Months with uh, Thelonious Monk. Really, my dear. And then the Mendoza line, waiting in the wings. Uh, Mario Mendoza? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not too good of a batting average, right? <laughs> no, he was pretty bad. But, uh, you know, at least sometimes when you can be remembered uh, for decades past your prime <laughs> for being not very good. <laughs> but, yeah, he was a bad baseball player. He, you know, I think that he was actually got that moniker because he hit 198 one year and actually had about 500 plate appearances. So he was he was a pretty bad baseball player for sure. But, you know, we love him. <laughs> Well, I mean, to get into the pros, you can't be too lame. I I don't love him particularly because I don't know anything about baseball, but I didn't name the band, so it's fine. (laughs) I've learned a little bit. There's a great – you guys are calling from Brooklyn? Yeah, we're both in Brooklyn, yep. Yeah, but you don't see each other three. We haven't seen each other in 12 years. Okay. Uh, Nuts, there's huh? a lady who plays guitar in Brooklyn. She's from Orange County here, but her name's a- uh, Ava Mendoza. She's like kind of Nels Klein type. She's been on oh, I love time. me some Nels Klein. All right. Yeah, she's kind of that school of, uh, what do you call that, scronk? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I heard, Nels, that. I heard Nels say that one. Well, who wants to go first? I want to go, uh, go through your musical journey men uh, first always oh geez okay, All right, Peter, what's your earliest musical recollection oh my gosh I oh mean my, these uh, questions oh okay. i'm gonna shut up sorry <laughs> i mean my earliest musical uh i i mean probably being in synagogue <laughs> you know I let, let, let me tell you this peter yeah. There's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My dad is really religious. So I, we used to go to a lot of synagogue uh, when I was a kid. So, I mean, Jenner, that was probably. Uh, uh, singers, right? There yeah. Jenner. There's a lot of. Sing- I mean, there's a lot. I mean, actually, I'm not religious now, but I mean, I do remember just going to a lot of synagogue and we were, we, I was in a conservative temple, which is pretty rare. And, um, <laughs> you know, suburban Washington, D.C. So we had to drive like 30, 40 minutes away from our house all the time to go to synagogue. And like, I, although I'm not religious, I do appreciate like how the songs are, are kind of put together. The, you know, the prayers are like, they're really sad. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them. <laughs> and also the other thing is like, I don't know what the words are. So you're kind of just, kind of, you know, I mean, it's in Hebrew and Hebrew is a phonetic language. So when you're going to Hebrew school, you learn how to put the words together, but that doesn't mean that they're like sitting there and translating the the actual you know text for you. You're just kind of like mm-hmm. saying the words. 
So when we, we would go to synagogue and I would memorize, I can memorize the, you know, the prayers or whatever, but I don't know what the actual like exact word for word of what I was saying. But so you kind of like focus in a little bit on like the melody of everything I would say um, when you're doing that, because it's, you know, it's I can, I can kind of relate because when I was a little, uh, the Catholic stuff was in uh, Latin. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I could hear is conspiracy to you know these kind of uh, patterns mm-hmm. and uh, lyrics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's, you're you're basically saying a bunch of gibberish is incredibly sad melody. <laughs> was there so, any I mean, instrument? Was there any instruments in the pad that you grew up in? No, I mean, well, my mom had actually. My mom had a really old. Um, you know, classical guitar that she had. My mother's from Sweden, and she that was like the instrument that she had when she was, uh, I guess, in high school, which or whatever the equivalent of high school was. So she had that in the house, uh, but we never, I never really played it until I met Tim, who was like the person, the other Mendoza line songwriter. And I remember we would play that guitar when we were like 15 or 16 years old, and even, and it was, you know a 40-year-old instrument at that point, and, or maybe even 50-year-old instrument. And I remember within like a couple weeks of us playing Run, Run, Run by the Velvet Underground <laughs> over and over again, like Tim somehow like hit it so hard that like the back of this 50-year-old, you know, guitar basically fell off the back of it. I mean, like, but like, I didn't have like a real instrument really until, I mean, I got a, like a, a, you know, kind of a crappy Washburn acoustic guitar that I got probably when I was 17 or 18 year old, years old. And I literally, every song I have ever written has been written on that guitar. And I, you know, I still play it every single day. What about and, school? Yeah. What about school? Were you in the choir, the marching band or shit like that? No, I mean, we did, we did, I was, I did violin for like a year and a half and I really hated it. I hated it so much because, but not because I didn't like not playing it. It was the fact that the, rehearsals were during recess <laughs> oh yeah i just hated missing recess because i mean i was kind of athletic uh, i mean sort of i guess um so i wanted to like go play football or you know play catch or whatever during recess and like one day i was just like you know sitting there in the violin class probably i think it was sixth grade in in recess and i was just like i i just like i put the violin down and i just like walked out and i just said i'm going to play i'm going to go to recess <laughs> i just like i didn't want to play it and the I results of this i understand what was the first record you bought yourself oh my god i bought uh electric avenue by eddie <gasps> no you didn't that's yep. what i bought the 45 no i bought like a t- cassette that was okay. my first one yeah. Well, this is and weird because that was my first. And what was you, uh-huh. you're ne- uh, Shannon? You're next. All right, let's do Peter first. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna put myself on mute. You're, 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 uh, Bogart, you're Bogart on Peter. Uh, Peter, what was the first gig you went and saw? First concert I saw was um, the Who at RFK Stadium. I mean, I did see Liberace with my parents at uh, Radio City Music Hall when I was like nine. But uh, the first show that I saw myself that I actually like paid money for was the Who at RFK, and uh, you know we waited up and lo- we. I mean, my parents actually let me, or my mom. I don't think my dad knows, but my mom let me like cut school so we could like go and buy tickets. Um, and we like, you know, we we waited. It was at the command Commander Salamander in Georgetown, which is kind of like a legendary like punk place um, in the DC scene. Like, and we. Uh, you could go the day before and you could buy a voucher. You could wait in line for a voucher. So we got up at like five in the morning, drove down to Georgetown, 
waited in line. We we had like it was six or seven of us, and we had like spot three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever it was in the line to get the voucher. And then the next day, which was a Saturday, you could go back and get your tickets. And so, but we were like obsessed with the who, but we were also were obsessed with beer. <laughs> so we, we basically sold a couple of our uh, spots in the line for like older folks going and buying us a couple of cases of beer. <laughs> All right. I, I want to play uh, some Mendoza line here, the, the bigger set.
Gotta see a 
Why for Pedro show? Yeah, that was Mendoza line doing Bigger City. After that's brand new from CPI, Walking and Falling. K Salida, that's K from Black Flag. With those, you will feel my pain. Uh, Pat Ruth and Smear, yeah, you know, this was his first solo record in the late 80s. Really good. And, uh, Case broke. Paul helped out. A Gentle Axe. I think Paul wrote this for Pat. And Levil after that, brand new, The Thundertaker, South London. Chico Arros out of uh, Barcelona with uh, Turismo Dental. <laughs> uh, Maya from the city, Land's End. We got part Pedro called Land's End. It's where, well, the land ends. <laughs> so we got a clip. That's why when people come to my pad and, hey, I was just passing that. You can't pass through Pedro. It's at the end of the fucking. Anyway. <laughs> so I call bullshit. And we had Model Home with Living in a Tree House, Around Eye out of Shanghai, 5,000 years, something I produced last year. We came Casa Hanzo here in Pedro. And then finally, the Mendoza line, In Your Hands. And now, Shannon, uh, your turn. Yeah. So, Peter, yeah, uh, thank you, put, Mike. A pl- put a plug in the jug. <laughs> I'm sorry music. for having interrupted so many times. I just well, get you're interrupting me right now, one. okay? What okay. was your earliest musical recollection? Remember, there's no wrong answer. No, no. Um, well, I think probably listening to Crystal Gale with my father, like Crystal Gale LPs, and he would sing Don't You Make My Brown Eyes Blue. That was an early memory. But another was we had just moved from New York to southwest Georgia, um, a lot, there's a long story behind that. But um, And we had a pool built because everyone has a pool in southwest Georgia. And we had a, we called it a what a night where we listened to live at Central Park with Simon and Garfunkel. And it was raining. There were frogs in the pool. And I think there was skinny dipping, but not in a weird way. I think we were just young enough to still be able to skinny dip with our parents. Although I'm quite sure my father was not involved. Was there uh, instruments in the pad you grew up? Uh, we had, we always had a piano. No one knew how to play piano, but my mother. So she'd entertain us. I think I took piano lessons for a year and hated it. That's an experience that a lot of guests on my show have had and it seems (laughs) it depends a lot on the teacher yes yeah well my mother was not my teacher I think she um I had a teacher for a little while his name was Mr. Morton and he had uh he was an an older gentleman and I remember just focusing on the long hairs coming out of the the top of his nose not the nostrils (laughs) the top the top of his nose they tufts they weren't toughs, but I was. That's a hard I, word to say. Tough. They are tough. It's hard tough. because you got to get that, that T. Right. You got to get that T in well, there. What about which is you tough. in school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Uh, no, none of that. No. Nope. No. Did your school have it? You know, some schools get yeah. rid of that. Okay. We I'm, had, I'm, we I'm, had I'm all always that. curious was, about that. It's one reason why uh, Flea started his uh, Silver Lake Music Conservatory. He went back to Fairfax High where he learned trumpet. And they had gotten rid of the ah. music program. Mm. Wow, Fucked yeah. Up. Nope. Well, well, we had bands, now the first but record, I was not in. The first record you bought was the same one that Peter bought? 
but I bought, I mean, well, it was either that because I was really into 45. Uh-huh. So I, I remember having the uh, Electric Avenue 45. It was one of my first. But another memory I have is having the LP of um, Olivia Newton-John, whichever one it is that has Don't Cry For Me Argentina. And I think she's wearing like a floral crown. Evita. Well, no, but that wasn't the name of the Olivia Newton-John record. You no, see. but I think uh, she just did. Uh, Avita P- Peron, right? It's exactly. A musical about her life. Uh, yes. What was the first gig you went to? D.V. Wonder. I, I it was probably 1984 or 85 um, at the Albany, Georgia Civic Center. Amazing. Okay. You want to know what my first gig was? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's cool. T-Rex. Me That's and D. Boom cool. were 14. Long Beach Auditorium. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was, you know, I didn't like a lot of those big shows, you know, but uh, especially when I found out about clubs. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, uh, you know, it was much different than the records. He would play the first couple minutes of the tune and then they'd get on his knees and do like 10 minutes of lead guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, a lot, a lot different than the albums, but uh, he's quite a character as well. First rock and roll hero. I, 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 see, they didn't have merchandise. This is 1973, 74. Yeah. And nope. so there's bootleg guys a couple blocks from the venue, and I, they Xeroxed uh, one of the record covers. So that's the first poster I had on my bulkhead was, well, it was fucking, uh, they cut Mickey Finn out, so it was just bulletproof. <laughs> but that's the first uh, guy I had on my bulkhead right there. That's cool. And, you know, I thought if I, I asked you guys that stuff, maybe I should tell you. Yes, yeah. thank so you. So how did you my, meet, my, how did you meet each share, other? Sorry, sorry. Who's ta- Are you talking, Pete? This Yes, mm. sorry. Go, Pete. No, I wasn't going to say anything. You go, Shannon. Oh, I was just going to say, Mike, you know, a concert that Pete and I remember is playing with you. I mean, <laughs> opening for you. I believe in Champaign, Illinois. Don't, yeah. What year would it, would this have been, Pete? Uh, 1835. 18, no. <laughs> approximately 1835. And if memory serves, which it often doesn't, I think you were wearing a yellow slicker. By slicker, I mean raincoat. Is this true? Could that be true? Yeah, maybe. I remember a fireman gave me a coat, and I... Uh, almost got arrested for wearing it in, in Orlando. <laughs> they thought I stole this off a fucking truck. You know, real uh, San Pedro fireman gave me this. And, right. Uh, I was fucked up. So maybe around mid middle nineties, I wore. No, one. this would have been early. But I've been wearing yellow to... coats. Yeah, I've been wearing not not early fireman 2000s. coats. When I started riding a bicycle again, my mother got me yellow coat. She said, "Michael Watt, it'll be harder for people to run you over." Well, Look, smart. We're, we're yeah. at the uh, end of the first hour, July 6, 2020, <laughs> edition of Show, to the Mendoza Lions. Old time for hour two. July 6, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs>
where you shouldn't be listening. To eat as many beans as they can possibly hold. When he said, you shall not
The world is turning up Motion is quick Brother, I saw you in the city's hand I seen you grasp it, I understand As I've been working out on the line People pushing from those not their kind Even the preacher told me of hate Painted pictures here as of late Last night I prayed to Jesus on high Told him to send you home Brother, my heart is split Though I cannot fear People asking what else is coming near Or what happened when it began When gravity pushes, how do you stand? Even if your mind is without mind, there's always time. Even if your mind is without mind, there's always time. Even if your mind is without mind. There's always time, even if your mind is without mine. There's always time, even if your mind is without mine. There's always time, I just want you to know I'm still here. We cannot.
Scott for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with maybe I know what you're thinking by the Mendoza line. Then Scott H. Burham with Long Old Time. The Magnet Hearts. Magnet Hearts. Yeah. Hmm. That's John uh, uh, from Backbiter, his new project. Tennis hmm. Racket Rock Guitars. Hi Fi Club out of France with. Sorry, pardon my hard on <laughs> bullshit. Nicholas Myers after that without women. And then finally, before I hit the wall by the Mendoza line. So how did Peter, Shannon, how'd you guys meet? Well, I mean, so we, we all lived in Athens, Georgia um, for a, a while. I mean, Georgia. Shannon, yeah, Shannon was in college there. Tim, who was the other songwriter in the band, lived there. I was living in Atlanta and Athens, kind of like half and half. And we were in this little band, the Mendoza Line. We had a few records out. And I don't know exactly how the heck Shannon and Tim ended up meeting. But um, Shannon, do you, I don't remember how you met. Well, it's disputed. Uh, I remember meeting Tim, or at least seeing him for the first time in like a one of those big like biology 101 classes. Mm. And I was of the proper age. I'm uh, like three years younger than Tim. I should have been in a biology 101 class in like 1995. He should not have been, but he was there. <laughs> And he always brought like a briefcase or something. I don't know. I was intrigued. And um, and I think actually our, our, I think we met at Amy Dyke's house. It's Sherry and Amy Dyke's yeah. house. Uh, yeah. Actually, Pete's girlfriend That's... from very long ago. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, at, a, at a party. I think that's how it happened. I don't know. Yeah, we were all kind of in a in a little social group, I guess, and we uh, I don't know ended up becoming friends. And uh, Shannon and Tim eventually got married years later. Um, but did. Shannon jo- joined the band, I guess. The first song that she sang on, I don't think I sent you that one because we only were giving you could give you eleven. But Shannon sang on a song called "The Big Letdown," and uh, like I don't know, Tim has like a whole story on our website about it. Uh, about how they were all friends and she decided, you know, she was at the studio and Tim's like, why don't you sing on this? And she did and did an incredible job. And then, you know, within like the next, you know, six months or whatever, Shannon was writing her own songs and then she was part of the band. So that was how kind of it went. Um, And then, you know, we did a whole bunch of records together. What was the first Mendoza line gig? Um, well, <laughs> we played a lot of crazy gigs, but I do, I, we were not a functioning rock band for a long, a lot of the early years. Nor were you called the Mendoza line at the no, very first. I mean, no. it depends on what yeah. you, yeah. yeah. I'm so going we to ask, you, I'm gonna ask the, again, I'm going to ask again, what was the first Mendoza line gig? So the first Mendoza line gig where we were actually called the Mendoza line, I believe was at the Atomic in it, in Atlanta, in Athens. And the band that opened for us was our friends of Montreal. <laughs> That's so crazy. I know. And of Montreal was like, you know, they, they, I remember they had just put out like a tape or something like that. And now they've been like, you know, now they're, you know, very well known. But um, they opened for us. They were good. We were terrible. 
I mean, I do remember that we played a, a, a cover of Love and Touch and Squeezin' <laughs> among the other things. Were you we scared? Uh, I don't think you could have been scared considering how inebriated we were. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we played so bad. We were so bad. It was the worst thing. I, don't, I mean, we were not like a functioning rock band probably until like three or four years later. Yeah, but I'm always yeah. interested in the first gig. I want to play It's a Long Line, but it moves quickly. A cigarette and a toothache in a deuce and watch his handshake. It's a good cast on a bad break. I was sorry to hear Things didn't work out You turn the cartwheels with the night nurse In the coat check room where they hid your purse She called you a cab and they sent you a hearse And they knew what they was talking about There's a chill in the air as she did you a Paris But that doesn't mean you get anything here on the terrace, I heard you compare. She said, The one is so dumb, and the other so sickly. It's a long line, but it moves quickly.
Lochner is our other guest this morning, and we're going to hear from Pete now. Slide trombones. I don't want no symphony orchestra with a woman tabernacle choir. All I want is a guitar, a harp, and drums just to set my soul on fire with that good time music. Like the played so long ago. Oh, don't you know? Oh, yeah, with that good time music.
Show that was it's a long line, but it moves quickly by the Mendoza line. Did you guys ever record drunk? Yes. <laughs> Did we ever not? Um, I didn't. I don't think I ever really recorded like completely shit faced. But I mean, I think Tim did a lot, and I think Shannon did a lot. I mean, we. Yep. Did. <laughs> I I think I was a little bit more tempered in my uh, my consumption. But there were times when 
the recording studio sessions were mostly drinking (laughs) and very little recording. But I mean, there was a few guys, there was a couple guys in the band who were very, really good at playing the drummer, Sean Fogarty and, uh, and the guitar player, John Troutman and, and Shannon's brother, um, Philip, who played a lot of guitar over the years uh, uh, with the band, uh, were just, are just like crack musicians. So they kind of help keep it all together. Um, and you know how it is. And the ba- our bass player, Paul, was really a great bass player. So once you, if you have a rhythm section, you can pretty much, you know, fake your way through anything. So <laughs> there was definitely some inebriation, but, uh, you know, and some very, very expensive, non-productive <laughs> recording <laughs> sessions over the years. Time wasted. Okay, we also yeah. heard uh, Wire, Florets from Dan Klukas, Jeb Bishop, Damon Smith, Matt Crane live album they just put out. Peter Lochner from the old Cleveland scene with Good Time Music. I think it was on some TV show or radio show. Uh, David Gerard out of Boston with uh, Dream Chamber, Phase 2, Theta. Uh, Paul Jacobs with uh, Cigarettes. And finally, Fellow Travelers, the Mendoza line. So there's, we're talking like this band got together in the middle 90s. Yeah. Yes. But then it what lasted like ten years. Yeah. And now it's coming back together. Oh Oh. no, I don't think so. I mean, Pete, do you know something? (laughs) No, I mean, I. So here's basically my uh, the the company line on this. So we basically have a lot of records that have been out of print for a while. Um, You know, and some of them, you know, actually had a lot of. people really like these records. Uh, I mean, it's not like they sold tons of copies, but we had a lot of great press over the years. And, you know, we were, you know, reviewed in all the big music rags or whatever. And we played a lot of great shows with a lot of people, but, you know, we kind of, uh, kind of like let things go to the wayside over the last few years, even though, you know, things were available on digital for a while. And then there were some contract issues that with some of these labels Mm -hmm. that we work with. So we basically are, are kind of slowly getting all the, records back into print um the one that we just released um we released we're all in this alone um on bar none was the record from 2000 so we basically did some remastering on it we i found three tracks um on a cassette tape in a storage unit that were never released um one of the tracks that you played earlier in the show called waiting in the wings it uh i actually found the original two inch tape that our, our friend dave barbie from uh sugar and he he's like you I know, know dave barbie baseman yeah yeah, yeah. 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 He so he actually, he actually he actually he actually found the two the two inch tape uh at his studio i mean dave and i are good friends and have been for a long been friends for a long time and i just like on a whim i was like hey is there any chance you have any old mendoza line two inch tapes in your studio and like 10 minutes later he he like (laughs) he he, like sent me a a picture of the of these uh of the tape and he digitized um, them for me and sent it to me and then uh but but that one song, Waiting in the Wings, that, that song actually is one of the songs that was never released that Dave has been hoarding for himself for the last 20 years. <laughs> you, know, Selfish. Not, you know, you Selfish. can't copyright a song title. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a Waiting in the Wings by Bebop Deluxe. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. know that. I think it's on Futurama. I, I, I saw them a couple times when I was a teenager. <laughs> you could tell I was yeah. into glam, you know, but probably by my yellow coat. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. July 6th, 2020 edition of Peter Show. 
two of the Mendoza lines. Hold tight for hour three. July 6, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. <laughs> oh, I bled on the bed from a wound in my head on the night before I sent this. Wailing with dread from the things that were said in the boardroom that left me defenseless. And though you weren't there, I could still feel you stare And your voice rang cold and contemptuous So forgive me this morning if I should fall one In the arms of the lethal temptress
show start third hour off with Mendoza line doing the lethal tempters is that one of yours Peter no no I was I actually wasn't in the band when that was recorded this is this is one that was actually one of the few that was because usually if 
if one of us is singing, we wrote the song. Um, but there are a couple that was that a Husker sing. rule. The Huskers told me if you wrote the words, you had to sing it. Yeah, and that was our rule for the most part. This okay. is one of maybe two or three that Tim wrote and I sang. Yeah, what I wanted to tell you was like in those, those days, Double Nickels, Zen Arcade, you, you put out records to get people to go to, get to gigs. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. opposite of the industry. <laughs> you know, when we yeah. first right. started in this movement, uh, we decided, me and D. Boom were talking about the world. And let's divide it into two categories. There's gigs and there's flyers. And everything that ain't a fucking gig is a flyer to get people to the gig. <laughs> okay, then we heard Crane uh, doing Planet Disco. Uh, he's up in Idaho. He's a pimp. Cosmo Scheiss out of Hamburg, Good Nightmare, and Lewis Cole, you will see in the Madonna's line with Way of the Week. Oh, okay. Mike, you're going really heavy on Shannon McArdle songs. I hope you, look, you're, I, I, look, I don't look. want you to re- regret it. Look, I was given 11 songs. I play it all 11. Well, we haven't heard two of them yet. But, but the nine we've already heard, it's from you guys, okay? So... I'm not being the the taste monitor. <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete, you were very generous with me. I should say then. Well, it's hard to. We have a lot of songs over the years. We do. It's hard we to do. pick. So I don't we know. We do. I, yeah, I no, you do. You ever hear a, of a band called Comet Game? No. Nope. Yeah, they're kind of like you guys in a way. A lot of different members and uh, over the years, and I mean, band, bands are interesting that way, right? They're almost like the perfect uh, political unit, you know, in in people's minds. You come together, you're all focused on the same thing, and yeah, you all fall apart and stuff like that, or something happens and bands <laughs> destroy. <laughs> but they're interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've always been interested in, uh, you know, I love music, but this one kind of manifestation of music, the the band, it's just interesting idea, uh, concept. And uh, humans organize themselves, and sometimes they're prison sentences, and sometimes they're, they're righteous things, right? <laughs> and sometimes I mean, it's, they're it's... a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I think, it, I mean, I think, uh, well, I think every, we had hundreds of people playing this band over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially. Yeah. In, what, what about Triple in, Bill in, of Shame? Who wrote that one? Oh. Uh, Tim wrote that one. Yeah. Okay, let's let's play it for Tim. Pre-dance, son of the sun, if you won't take a 
Knoxville train. signal at the corner of 4th and Latrell. Strung out on pandemic dope. Yeah, I'll elbow the walking signal at the corner of 4th and Latrell. Latrell, as they pronounce it around here. out. Yeah, no hanging out.
past has got the shine. It's all true. I swear, it's all true, man. Johnson skating and drumming Ernest and Johnson skating and drumming and away away from his skating and drumming and away far the fuck away from his phone uh oh oh this is in something's coming in what it uh 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 pandemic interruption maggie fucking brannon keep on painting keep on painting your pandemic chicken Chicken, 
pandemic heart still glued to the ceiling. Pandemic hearts are still glued to the ceiling. Left over from Valentine's Day party, everyone dancing. Pandemic hearts are still glued to the pilot light ceiling. Underneath the jig and reel kilt. Underneath the jig and reel kilt. Underneath a jig and reel kilt. Yep. Anyway, come down when you get off work. Don't tell Dolliver. Come down when you get off work. Seal to play, don't tell Dolliver. I'll be here at the B, Le P.L., Le P.L. I'll be here at 
nervous cause you won't be so lucky When they figure it out and your hand moves so slightly She scares me notice what you call audacious Do I barely count and I won't Should change, I guess it might be found With a covered up in flies On the paint and never dries I will take a, a damn good disguise And let this one down Now you run very slowly But now without purpose You step in a verse You are always in Token of your affection that lingers unwelcome and then drifts away. We defer to your parents, but gladly consented. Though you pretended, and I really meant it. You turn a blind eye to a blank wall. That's our life. music for this edition, Mendoza Line, then Opium Trail with uh, This Could Be the Last Time 
friend of Bob Teagan's guy from Scotland in the 60s. I mean, you'd come out with a single and another band would record it right away. It was really weird about that guy. It happened to Cap Beefheart with that Diddy Wah Diddy. House of the Rising Sun, I remember the Frigid Pink, you know, from the, right. well, there was Animals, actually, it's a Lead Belly song, right? Anyway, X-Gold, after, here's some music from Knoxville, X-Gold with Not Ready, but Poor Luther's Bones with MT, nice invigorating pandemic stroll from Old Man Fuck You, and then finally, <laughs> the Mendoza, that's uh, Steve G- Giganti, he uh, was in uh, Deerhoof for a while. Uh, uh, Damn Good Disguise by the Mendoza. Oh. Okay. So I played all 11 that you guys gave me. So all right. Thanks. Nice. Peter, Peter. Amazing. Man. Now, where can people, you were talking about a website. So, uh, Peter, you should tell the listeners. Yeah. So uh, I actually spent, like, uh, <laughs> when we decided to do this reissue of We're All in This Alone, I was, you know, I actually have owned the MendozaLine.com for a really long time. Uh, and then... Don't rub it in. No, I'm going to tell a story. And then someone emailed me, like, maybe three or four years ago. And they said, would you like to buy the MendozaLine.com? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wait, I thought I already owned it. And apparently it had been... Uh, I had gone into arrears and somebody had purchased it. And I was like, uh, no, I don't want to buy it. And then maybe, like... Six months later, the same person emailed me again. It's like, no, I think you should buy it now. And I was like, okay. And how much is it? And it was like a hundred bucks. So I like bought the URL <laughs> back for like a hundred bucks from somebody in Japan. I uh, owe you money, Pete. Thank you. Uh, it's I fine. owe you. Yeah. So the MendozaLine.com has been totally rebuilt. Um, it's got um, you know some history. It's got where you can you know go to buy your vinyl copy of the uh, of We're Almost Alone that we're going to be putting out soon. Um, it's actually got a few um, uh, you know from some of the other uh, out of print records. There's actually some tracks on there. There's a whole story about the band that Tim is writing in in chapter form. I think he's going to do three or four different chap volumes of that. And the first volume is up now. And then there's also like the story of how, you know, we found the Waiting in the Wings tape and all that kind of stuff. And there's two other, you know, bonus tracks on there, too. Uh, one that Shannon wrote um, and one that Tim wrote that we also didn't release. So there's all this fun stuff up there. And our Instagram is and all that kind of stuff is linked to there. So anybody can. And um, but if anybody wants to buy a pre a, a uh or pre-ordered the vinyl. It's actually all on Bandcamp. Um, you know, the e- easy to Google like Bandcamp Mendoza line, and they, you can pre-order the yeah, vinyl yeah. which we're making. So, so that's that's where everybody can go for more information about this crazy group of lunatics that is the Mendoza. Pete, the the uh, website is it's not the Mendoza line, yeah. right? It's Mendoza line. Just Mendoza to be clear, line. yes, yeah, okay. Mendoza line. Yep, yep, yep. Spell nailed it. it. <laughs> Spell it, please. Uh, it's m e n d o z a l i n e dot com. Okay. Good work. Thank you. I, it's I good did. to have your own site. It's like having your own fanzine. There's no filter. There's no middleman. You can yeah. stick your flyers yeah. up on those other telephone poles. No problem. But I think it's really. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to tell everybody I have on the show. Please get your own website. Yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. Uh, it's, fanzine ethic. It's also super easy to make a website. I mean, if you actually spend like just a couple hours, you can make something that's functional. So it's incredible what you can do. Yeah. But uh, hey, Mike, can I tell you something that happened to me about like two or three months ago, completely out of the blue? Yeah. Uh, 
my friend who is one of my childhood friends, this guy, Mike Lindy, who is a big fan of yours, just completely out of the blue, just texted me. He's like, have you heard Mike Watts' version of Maggot Brain? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> what I did I was, was like, I took the chords and I played it yeah. to, I don't know if your uh, intro to uh, yeah. War Pigs. Yeah. I used that <laughs> kind of rhythm. To the, mm-hmm. And then it's actually Jay Maskus who's doing all the heavy lifting. I mean, it's 14-minute uh, guitar uh, solo. So to say yeah. it's a Mike Watt, <laughs> I did. I did the one time I got to play with Bernie up in K-Town here, the Blue mm. Lake Theater. Bernie Worrell was doing a gig, and he had uh-huh. had me come up there, and we did that song. And then he, he shut the band down. He said, Watt, solo. I had to fucking... <coughs> play a bass solo over them chords and I had never oh man talk about shit in a pecan log oh man I was in the place was packed and shit and anyway tell tell Mike he's very kind what about Shannon Peter yes both of you give me some advice that you would give somebody young getting in the racket oh don't no, I didn't mean that. I did not mean that. Um I don't know. I feel like Pete and I are a little too old to I mean we can't give any technical advice like hey what's the I think it is I, I mean my advice would be um like have a an another career as well and <laughs> <laughs> and you know it could work out one is like perfectly or you might have to you know, supplement your income, like big time. By supplement your income, my last uh, royalty check was $42.37, and I didn't even think I was allowed to get anything under $100. <laughs> what about you, Pete? I, but... <laughs> We're almost out of time here, so. I mean, so for me, like, okay, I would say that my biggest regret with the Mendoza line is that when we first started, like, I had another job, and I was, like, kind of concentrating on that job and trying not to lose it. So I was, I would say, like, when you're young, go for it. Like, don't have another job. Like, spend all of your time just working on the band and do that. Do it for a couple of years, and then if you have, yeah. if it doesn't work out, then go do something else. But if you have, uh, you know, the passion to do it, you should, you should actually go for it. Not, not like we kind of did it piecemeal, and I, I kind of yeah. always yeah, understood, that. understood. It's been a big honor to have you guys on. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, honor to be you can here. Always, get, you can you. always go back to your your old band, you know, and put out the record. It's just, it's just great that you guys put in that thing, and you're reviving the sounds and stuff. Uh, people, it's been, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. June, uh, nope, July 6, 2020, Dishwap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.